my talkers. It's that time of the day. Lori and Julie are in to have a little fun with you guys. We've got some bachelorette news. We're going to have some Olympic talk and much, much more. But let's hang out with the ladies and have some fun. Should we try? We always have let's fun. Let's try. And let's we, talk about the video that we, we need, made We need today. to give props to our new horsey, Grant. Yes. Grant got a new role in, in, in the double wide. He got to be Lori's horse today for her lady exercise. Um, you know... What's when this thing first me? started, when all this started, we would make silly videos just to try to make our, ourselves laugh and other people laugh mm-hmm. because there was no arts and no entertainment going on. Right. At the beginning of COVID grants. So we'd make up all these characters. Mine were usually drunk Barbara Streisand <laughs> or drunk Simone or Sonia from The Real Housewives. Yep. I'd be all these drunk ladies. Love it. And singing when I can't sing. And Lori would had lady exercise and you were um, looper. Lynette Baltro with the website yeah. Loop, and I was, uh, the, was I was a snake lady. You were yes, whatever her name a Russian was. snake lady or something. No, that was my Russian dust. Mary just Natasha. So today you were just a dressage lady exercise yeah. doing some. It's pretty funny, Lori. Oh my gosh! I was riding. I got inspired by watching dressage today, Julia. Yeah. I, I wa- love. I got a crop, you know, for my birth for my birthday this year. Neil the knitter gave me a crop. Oh, I know. You've talked about it like seven times. Have you used it on Casey yet or yourself? I've had one since that guy who was the world record. That's a bullwhip. That's different from but, a crop. No, I have a crop. I got a crop from him. Yeah. And we got a little bullwhip. Mm-hmm. A little short one, which mm-hmm. is in my Halloween box. Hey, <laughs> Halloween box, huh? <laughs> is that what you call it? Yeah. Well, okay. you saw our Halloween box here, Grant, today, because we pull out wigs and dresses <laughs> yeah. and all these other things. Everyone has to have a Halloween costume box. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. And lady exercise. I like Grant. Uh, Bradley just looked at me. He goes, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, everything, everything. and nothing. <laughs> everything. Nothing. Everything. <laughs> everything. Okay. I'm just going to give a shout out to all you people who have been working on Zoom for over a year and a half. And I don't know how you do it looking at yourself because we have to look at ourselves during our show now because they film us. I turn it off. I have to turn it off. I I mean, I don't turn it off. I go, wait, today I brought props for the YouTube. I would like to show. I I just want to turn off my camera. I cannot stand it. Look at this lovely cucumber. Oh, wow. I know. That's a good cucumber. That is the right size. It's for you, Julia. It'll do. Honestly, your, it'll give you salads for a couple of days. Okay. I, <laughs> I also brought. In I love nice, how you look out for your friend here. A nice. Look at that juicy. Paw. <laughs> oh my gosh! She's showing us fruit today. That's got a nice navel. Doesn't it? Very that's nice. That's a huge that. plum. Yeah. Okay. That's that might be too ripe. Lori's putting it in her mouth. Can't and, fit it in my mouth. <laughs> no. Okay. The plum. Anyway, Let's be but right. that's the plum. Um, just a little fruit I, and veg show and tell today. I mean, this is what our show's <laughs> become, too. Uh, I'm going to show and tell something, too. Do you guys remember the candy Zots? Zots, yes. Yeah, so 80s. It's so oh, yeah. 80s. We got, I, I we gave got a these. couple to the uh, grandkids the other day, and I said they're not as explosively fun as the first time I gave them Pop Rocks. Oh, yeah. When they were like three three and five. They still talk about that. But I said there is is a surprise in the middle of the Zots. Can I show everyone my new dental work, too? Is this (laughs) for showing? I got a cavity down here filled. I got a cavity here. I mean, this is Grant. Do you want to show us your underarm here or anything? I mean, oh, you got yeah, any fruit know. and veg to show for today? Show it? No, don't I mean, ask them. I really them that. felt like I made a good contribution. The black plums <laughs> are in season right now. The They're show delicious. and tell was perfect. <laughs> and the cucumbers are just right. <laughs> 
Okay, and why we do this is we have a YouTube channel, My Talk YouTube channel. There's already over 500,000 people visiting on a daily basis. It's just booming. I'm waiting for Lauren Michaels to call after he sees our horse video. I can't believe he hasn't (laughs) Lady exercise. Yes, I can't believe. But we have Chris Hewitt coming on today to talk Mm -hmm. movies at the bottom of the hour. We have a busy show. I almost had a heart attack this morning. You know, sometimes when you see a name trend on Twitter, your first thought is, oh my God, they're dead. Gene Hackman was trending. Trending for the right reason, 91 years old. He posted a photo of himself saying 17 years ago he retired from acting. He did. Because he used to be in everything. So many good movies. And he's such a good character actor. I mean, he was good. Good. You could always know it was going to be good with him. He just stopped acting. So he just was letting us know. That he's still with us. He's still with us. Thank you. He's 91. And Tony, it's a. Tony I mean, Bennett? Tony Bennett Day in New York, because tonight is the Lady Gaga, Tony Bennett um, Radio City Hall concert. And, you know, New York. Those just, are hot tickets. Yeah. Well, New York, uh, uh, Cuomo was, you know, they, they found him guilty of sexually harassing all these women. He refuses to resign. So as of today, as of right now, we don't need to know the lieutenant governor's name, uh, but her name is Kathy Hochul. Should he decide to just step down? Which I don't think, who knows whether he is, but Tony Bennett Day in New York has been upended by Andrew Cuomo's groping hands. Groping. Groping hands. And you know, that reminds me of a word that we invented in tennis, Wong. Wong? It's it's wide and long. Oh, so someone, <laughs> just, someone just said Wong. That's our word. So whooping, whooping. So Tony Bennett is okay. kind of wrong. He's got a beautiful, beautiful plaque on a bench in Central Park. Oh, and mm-hmm. um, this concert will be special because we know he's suffering from dementia, Alzheimer's, 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 okay. Julia, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roger Friedman told us about the Gaga and uh, Tony Bennett album, Love for Sale. Yes. And he thought it would be released today on Tony's 95th birthday. But no, they chose October 1st. Why? So it would be eligible for a Grammy. Oh, I love that. But he's 95 I with would Alzheimer's. I would get in it, get it out there get, sooner rather than later. Thank you. Anyway, but it's kind of all covers, you know. I get a kick out of you as the first one there. They're gonna they're gonna roll it out on MTV on Friday. All right, on MTV that old channel, that old irrelevant channel, yeah, that old channel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, for anyone who has it, you've got something to look forward to on Friday. But Gaga is out and about in New York, very much looking like Lady Gucci. She's really doing. She's keeping the brunette hair, wearing cat eye. She's in a vintage Jean Paul Gaultier uh, suit, very much a. You know, uh, an Italian lady who lunches I at the plaza. I think she's really happy. I'm, with the new guy. With the new guy, and, you know, with her life. You in know, a vintage Jean-Paul Gaultier. I think I'd be happy in vintage Jean-Paul Gaultier. Oh, it's a beautiful pantsuit. You yeah. should see it. Just there's something about a power pantsuit. Loved them. Uh-huh. Never looked that great in them, though. I was, you had the longer legs. You know, mm-hmm. I have the short little, um. yeah, nubbins. 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 Were, I mean, they're not. I don't Julia, have long, lengthy legs. Is this cucumber a nubbin? No, it is not. <laughs> no, that is just Let's the right Let's see what is a nubbin the in this office. show for today. This is a nubbin, a pencil. I mean, we really, if you just tune in and want to just think, how do they have a job? Today right. would be the day. Right, it really mm-hmm. would. Teachers, take note if you're starting to get ideas for show and tell when the kids come back to school. Mm. When we come back, I'm going to see if Julia <laughs> let me put push pins into her gums. <laughs> she can show us the new 
new age braces we got going on over here. <laughs> we got a lot of different colors. I got some, got some diamond jewelry to put in my ears, too, or my teeth. Oh, crazy days, crazy days. All right, let's come back and talk. Okay, I thought I tuned in and I watched that damn Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. Um, it was something else. Wow. It's our story. We can't okay, get enough of We'll be back. So last night, the Bachelorette, the hometown dates, which involved just making the resort that they were at be Canada, whatever little place. Baltimore. Bringing people in some because other state. no one was traveling and one guy's family didn't even bother coming. That was brutal, I thought. <laughs> yeah, I thought but brutal. you know, who knows what kind of, uh, you know, traveling, flying might sure. not have been an option or something. Sure. And so it was uh, It was quite quite an epic uh, night. And really, uh, we haven't seen this strategy before uh, on The Bachelorette. And in the end, now I think we can say after 17 season, every strategy of how to have a really different dramatic ending um, has worked and failed at the same time because the guy that Katie gave the first impression rose, gave the first date one on one to, and then gave, did a second one on one before she did another second one on one. So he was miles ahead miles. of everybody else in the how sure is he of Katie's feelings right. for him. And he decided last night that uh, he was going to get all. Uh, squeamish about that she is not didn't tell him I love you after he told her you have filled the hole in my heart that has been there since my dad died. Okay, so I got a red flag right there. Right there is a red flag. Right there. But he admitted that he was really falling in love with her, that she was everything, and she really kind of didn't react. Well, she said I, she had told the guys, I'm not saying I love you until there's one guy left. Right. She's kind of been upfront about that. Right. That that was going to be her thing. Her strategy. That's a strategy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen, it's hard to dump people. We've seen it on the show where you said, I love you. 100%. And then it's hard to carry on. So her strategy, she made no secret of it. I'm not saying I love you. Keep it close to the hip. Until the very end, right. to, you know. But he, the guy like, who's he like fell apart last night oh. in this episode. He like fell apart. You're feeling the hole in my life created by the death of my father, which is not a reasonable starting point for a healthy relationship. No. And then her one size fits all plan of not expressing as much emotion when he sold her back. And she said, well, I love looking at you. And he basically had a hissy fit. And gaslit her and stormed down the stairways. Now, the stairways this season of The Bachelorette are definitely a starring role. They have been been a lot. There's been a lot of stairway runs. A lot of stairway runs. Yeah, at the El Quinta in New Mexico, the stairway has been something. Yeah. And and knowing if she was going to turn right or left down the hallway, I mean, the suspense that was built up, trying to figure out if she's going to catch up to Greg. I think the thing for me was, you know, you're going through this, it's it's different circumstances, of course. It's it's rushed romance. Right. You're trying to figure out who works, who doesn't and, work. And I like your strategy of not telling multiple I, people she was... I would agree with you 100%. Loving them because yes. it does make it hard to break up and it does make it hard if you find someone. Why were you telling so many people I love you after the fact? I agree 100%. The only thing I thought of when this guy, Greg crying crocodile tears telling her he was falling for her. he's feeling she's filling the hole in his heart you're the one and 
he was so mad that she said, you're going to get a rose. And he goes, I'm not just a rose. Oh. I'm not just a number. But he, he could have won a gold medal in emotional he, Olympics. And, and, then, so and then they talk the next morning and she's trying to be. But if someone on one, this is the thing in relationships. If one conversation Put somebody so puts someone edge. so over the edge. She dodged a bullet. That they can't turn back around and recover. She did dodge a bullet because a relationship is a part of a ton of mini moments and everything. And people make mistakes. And, and people gotta, are never going to react how you want them to. Right. So you have to be flexible and open to that. And and when I really couldn't be understanding when she said, listen, I've never dated multiple guys at the same right, time. This is I've super never hard dated for me. three or four guys at the same time, let alone starting with 30. And he interrupts her and says, but 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 you didn't answer, but you the, didn't way. answer the way I needed you. You just sat there and you were a different Katie lesson. And I thought. He Why was gaslighting her. It's all about him, essentially, he not was her. Well, explain her. the gaslighting part, Lori, because so okay. many people are using this word, and I listened to the Dixie Chicks Gaslighter album nonstop. But just <laughs> if you were to say. The, gaslighting is when you manipulate someone by psychological means, which then leads you questioning your sanity, your reality. So, like, someone like gaslighting by, you know, really, uh, you know, but. Trying to make her feel like she was really confused. You could tell that she was confused. And he just kept pressing it. He didn't ever give her any... He never listened to her. He never listened to her. And that's part of gaslighting. You put the other person so in the hot spot. Give me an example. Show me this. It's a very manipulative way to be argumentative because it, it... There's no... There's no winning. There's no compromising. There's no seeing the other side because all you're really trying to do is hammer the other person so that they feel bad and that then, okay, they're just willing to apologize to you to make it be over. But gaslighting is a form. If someone is on a a full-time, regular basis, it's abusive. Yeah, It's emotional abuse to be with someone who Because she didn't understand. She's like, here we are. We've had the best time. You know you're my guy. I've told you this. We've had the best connection. And then here we are at the very end. We just have another week left, basically another day. And I quit. Yeah. So he he left with, he, he looks like a big baby. I really hope he doesn't come back. But I think the whole show now, so it looked like someone was coming back. In the, in the previews last night for next week, but and I was thinking he's coming back and they were going to have a conversation and maybe it was going to end well. Yeah. But based on what I heard, she talked to some, um, I, it wasn't us, but we tried to talk to her, but she, um, our phone line was busy when she called us to tell us that she felt like she was gaslighted. So she's oh, already good. got that out there ahead of next week, yeah. which means they're not going to end up together. Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm ruining it for everybody. Well. I do have breaking news, though. All right. Okay, so we know the next... Bachelorette has Minnesota's Michelle. Yeah. She's going to be doing it. So the filming is starting next week. Really? And the filming is going to be split between the Renaissance Esmeralda Resort and Spa in Indian Wells, California, where they have a big tennis match always, Mm -hmm. and Minnesota. And so um, the first day that you can um, try to book a room on the site is August 15th. It's going to be filmed at the Marquette Hotel in Minneapolis. And they're headed here after the Esmeralda Hotel in California. Are and, are Tasha and uh, Caitlin hosting again, or Kate, they, Tasha, both of them? It's both of them. It is okay. It is both of them again, and they're going to be so the they've booked rooms here from August fifth to the 29th. 
There's a 10-day overlap in rooms booked at the both places, so they are going to come here and film. I hope they have a state fair date. I, Lori, I thought Ooh, the same thing. Yeah, perfect. And so I mean, that guys are starting. Classic. Guys are starting to arrive at the California location next week. They're going to quarantine for a few days. Not yeah. that it's 27 yeah, yeah. because everyone's vaccinated. Who's going? And then um, Michelle's season, they don't think is going to you know start filming big time till the 29th or 30th. But it's getting everyone acclimated and ready. So it's yeah. kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll be here. Yeah. No. And and then also I felt bad for Katie. I'm like. How many times hey, this girl has gotten dumped on her own show at least three times? The guy the week before from the guy with the son who felt bad. His son's like, Daddy, yeah, don't you like home. me? I think she's going to end up with, is it Justin, the middle guy whose parents didn't come? Not that Blake, I, the Canadian. I don't think she's going to end up with anyone, but you think it's going to be Justin? Uh, yeah, All I right. think I think the guy whose parents couldn't come. I, I don't like the Canadian no, guy. Blake. Blake. Oh, he bugs. But Blake. I did like that his mom gave her a big... A flag-covered dildo. <laughs> I oh, missed What that. did I do? I put away my cucumber. Oh, gosh. Oh, well. She's looking for a prop grant. <laughs> oh, darn it. The perfect-sized cucumber. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Grant. What's happening in the traffic world? Time to talk movies. I feel like we haven't talked to our friend Chris Hewitt, who reviews theater and uh, films for the Star Tribune in a while. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? So wonderful now that you're with us. Yes. We're really glad. We're really glad to have you with because there's a lot of movies uh, to talk about. Let's start with. um, I'm going to start with this movie because my mom saw it and she loved it, but she said it could have been because she was so happy to be back in a movie theater. Jungle Cruise. I liked it too, and I was just as surprised as your mom that I did (laughs) because it looks like one of those Disney cash grab turn our ride into a movie thing Mm -hmm. and the previous ones have not necessarily been that great but i thought this was really fun it's a little bit like raiders the lost ark really with emily blunt and the rock dwayne johnson kind of splitting the uh indiana jones duties and it's a little bit like african queen in that they're bickering but they're probably in love with each other Uh, i thought Mm -hmm. it was fun okay yeah that's what my mom said it was just super fun I'm yeah. gonna. That makes. Wait, how many stars did you give it? I think three. Three. Wow, okay. that's awesome. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, do you think that um, um, Emily Blunt and Dwayne Johnson did they have it all worked out ahead of time with Disney for their back end on the streaming? Unlike Scarlett Johansson. Oh no, I don't think so because they shot it before the pandemic so i don't think they oh well i mean i suppose they could have renegotiated at some point but i feel like it's kind of a brave new world that uh you know christopher nolan pushed warner brothers to release his movie last year Mm -hmm. and it didn't end up doing very well and i'm sure people lost money who thought they had a part of the back end but i suspect there are a lot of other shoes to drop on that score yeah no kidding how about uh and we won't get into how really terrible Matt Damon is at doing press, but just talking about the movie Stillwater, I want to, um, you were, I don't know. I don't know if you were just like, uh, just thinking of this ahead of time, but the day that your review came out on Stillwater, Amanda Knox had done a thread about, is this my story or, you know, why do they keep referring to this as the Amanda Knox? No one ever called me and I had injustices done to me, but I liked in your review that you mentioned inspired by uh, Amanda Knox, who was exonerated. You were one of the few people who said that. Oh, 
I guess I didn't know that. And mm-hmm. critics, I mean, a lot of critics, uh, like the New York Times called it the vile Amanda Knox saga. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, you made a point of saying that, you know, she was exonerated because that was an important part of her story. Well, and the movie people it, themselves are not eager to make the connection to Amanda Knox. I mean, they will acknowledge that there was at least some inspiration there, but it isn't her story in ways that I don't want to say because it would spoil it. Right. But, um, so I don't know. I'm torn. I think the the main reason people are connecting it to her now is because she's connecting it to her now and objecting to it. And she might have been smarter to just shut up. I don't know. Well, well, no, I mean, Tom McCarthy, he did refer to it over and over and over as the Amanda Knox is like even as far as a year ago when it was supposed to be coming out then. And she just kind of thought someone would like contact her. I don't know. I, I saw her point. I mean, it it was like they they could have, uh, you know, worded it even differently with that. But do you like the movie? Tell us about the movie. I did like the movie, and I think the messaging must have changed at some point between a year ago and now, because I interviewed him less than a month ago, and he was reluctant to make a connection there. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing that is similar is that it's a woman who's in a foreign country, and she gets thrown in jail for murder. And in this instance, that character is played by Abigail Breslin. And in this instance, her father, who is an Oklahoma uh, oil worker, travels to Marseille, France, to attempt to get her released and ends up spending quite a bit of time there trying to navigate the system and uh, work in a culture that he doesn't understand. He doesn't speak French at all, at least initially he doesn't speak French at all. And I thought, irrespective really of the Amanda Knox Mm -hmm. connections, I thought it was a really interesting father-daughter relationship. And I liked the portrait of Americans whose uh, role in the world seems to be changing without them quite knowing it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So I thought it was really interesting. And also, it's the kind of movie that hardly ever comes out in the summer. It feels very much like a fall movie, and that may be why it hasn't done particularly well. But it's nice to have something that's a little more thought-provoking, I think. How how is it, Chris, you know, because you saw it in a movie theater. Um, What's that experience like? Are you loving it, being back in theaters? I'm loving being back in theaters, but I'm also privileged in that almost all of the movies I've seen in theaters so far have been screenings where there were very few of us. So sure. it's you know, completely safe and sure. you didn't have to worry about if people are vaccinated. There have been like three or four people. I have gone to a couple, though, just to go to the movies. I've seen Summer of Soul three times now. So I've seen that in regular screenings, and it feels great. I mean, yeah. it's that good sound and... Yeah, I'm glad to have the movies back. I would, I, and Jungle a, Cruise, I think, would be such a great movie theater movie. Yeah, I think you're right. It's uh, And, you know, a bunch of these that are coming out now, I think part of the reason that they were saved is because the feeling was they were going to be so much better experienced with other folks in the theater. And I, I think for the most part, they've done a pretty good job of figuring out which were which. Yeah, yeah, that Summer of Soul was so good. I would have liked to have seen oh. that in the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, and I would urge you to maybe do it still because I, so I said I've seen it three times and I liked it better each of the three times I saw it. Yeah, really? there's there's so much music and so much is this that you the, find out is the, this the Quest Love documentary. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, how about, did you have a chance, I can't remember if you said or not, did you see The Green Knight? 
the Dev Patel? No, I did not. Uh, I tried to uh, in advance of it coming out, but the studio that released it was a little bit weird about not uh, offering a screening or giving links. So I need to catch up with it because I like that filmmaker David Lowry quite a bit. Yeah. But no, I have not seen it. All right. Okay. How about talk to us about the movie that um, we were laughing about at Open the Can Film Festival with Adam Driver and Marianne Cotillard, Annette. We watched the trailer for it. It looked so bizarre. Um, and they used a lot of interesting word, the critics at Cannes. And somebody, I think it was Roger Friedman from Showbiz 411, said, well, film critics don't want to get in hot water with movie makers the very first day of the festival. So they they use a lot of other words to describe something they didn't like. <laughs> well, the jury liked it. They gave, they gave yeah. it the Best Director Award. So... It definitely had some fans. Uh, it is really strange. It's a, a musical that is almost completely sung through, and it's a little bit like A Star is Born. Adam Driver plays a confrontational comedian whose career kind of takes a left turn, and Marion Cotillard, despite the fact that she cannot sing, plays an opera singer. Uh, and they <laughs> fall in love, and it's turbulent, and they have a baby, and the baby is played by a marionette. Oh, and it sounds... It, it we watched, so weird. We watched the trailer today, and it just looks so Even beyond. Adam Driver going downtown on Marion Cotillard and singing in her flower is not enough to make me want to watch this movie. <laughs> I have to say, I kind of enjoyed it because it's so kind of bold and different Mm -hmm. but i do think there's a really big problem which is it's a musical and as i said it's a sung through musical uh but the songs are really bad they're by the band sparks and they all essentially just repeat the refrain over and over Or have characters walking down the street saying, I'm walking down the street and now I'm looking at someone and, oh, there's a trash can. Like, and they're singing they narrate that. themselves. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Okay, that just sounds awful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's for everyone. No, I, I would. Maybe ag- it's not for me. <laughs> no, I would agree with you. Okay, talk, talk to us about Suicide Squad. It's super fun. And here's another one where I was a little bit skeptical because for one thing, the first movie, which was, uh, oh, we should clarify, the first movie was called Suicide Squad that had Will Smith, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto as the Joker. This one is called The Suicide Squad. Oh, thank you for the clarification. You bet. I was wondering about that because I thought, I thought this movie already came out. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing. And I think it's a deliberate, almost of the first movie like to sit by the director James Gunn who made the Guardians of the Galaxy movies saying I can do a better job so let's just pretend we're starting all over oh funny and sure enough he does do a better job it's the first uh, Suicide Squad was unpleasant and Jared Leto in particular was just kind of repellent as the Joker right maybe kind of repellent most of the time in my book but especially in that movie um and this one is fun. It has this kind of, it's violent. I should warn people it's rated R and it is kind of gory. Uh, it's a little bit zombie movie, a little bit Godzilla movie. It's all of these super criminals get busted out of prison by Viola Davis, who's some sort of government official, mm. in order to go on a suicide mission that probably will result in their deaths, but maybe not. Uh, 
uh, and probably not since there's going to be sequels, but it's got a sense of humor. It's playful. It's light spirited. Margot Robbie is terrific in it as Harley Quinn. I liked it. Mm, good, good, good. Okay. Listen, can you stay with us, Chris? Cause we got to keep talking movies with you. Love to. All right. Listen, we're talking with uh, Chris Hewitt. You can, uh, Follow him if you want on Twitter, which we recommend doing. And your handle is Hewitt Hewitt Strib. Did I get that right? <laughs> I hope so. We'll be right back. <laughs> We're talking movies with Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune. And um, I, I know you probably haven't seen the movie yet, but I hope you watched the trailer. And that is The House of Gucci starring uh, Lady Gaga. I did. What do you, do you well, think? It's, I have not seen the movie, but I did watch the trailer. I what do you say. think? Do you think it's going to be good, Chris? Well, I think Ridley Scott is a pretty good director. Yeah. So that makes me hopeful. And I really like Adam Driver. I still think the jury's a little bit out on her. Okay. I don't know. I think it seems fun to have a movie about skullduggery in the world of high fashion. And were you surprised at all of the, uh, you know, it's uh, me, uh, you know, that the, the House of Gucci brought all the Italian accents? Uh, I'm glad they did it because I was just reading about, you were talking about Matt Damon earlier, and I was reading about this movie coming up where he plays a Frenchman. And I'm like, I hope Matt Damon's going to at least do the French accent because... Mm-hmm. It's weird if they don't at least somehow suggest the uh, the country of origin. So I don't know. I'm kind of down for a yeah, story. yeah, yeah. We, we we were too, but we the the biggest quite because it is an all star cast. I mean, think about it. Ridley Scott has um, House of Gucci, and then the Last Duel, which is the Ben Affleck Half, like, and Adam uh, Driver and Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. You know, and they're all three in it. He's he's 84. I mean, that guy is busy. Yeah, I interviewed him one time, probably about 10 years ago or so, and I said, how do you, how are you so prolific? And he said, well, I always have like six movies at any one point that could go at any time, so I can't really be too married to any of them, because okay. I know some of them are going to go by the wayside, but I'm always ready to go, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the costumes in it look beautiful. I mean, Adam Driver, I really bought his Maurizio. Uh, Jeremy Irons, he can play a sleazy guy in his sleep. I don't understand why they give Jared Leto and do all the prosthetics and they could have just hired Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I said he's busy. Yeah, he's probably making that TV show, huh? Millions, yes. But, I mean, it's just weird how Jared Leto is getting the, like, he's wanting to do all these prosthetics and, you know. Oscar, Oscar hunting. Well, I don't don't know. know. I don't know. He, He looked weird in it, but that movie looked, it looked terrific. Yeah, and I think he has that thing where he's like, I don't want to be thought of as just a pretty boy, although... I mean, who thinks of him as a pretty boy I anymore? Do. He's like had so many warts on his face in movies that that's pretty much over, I think. Yeah. Okay, but I met him in real life and I thought I was going to die. Oh, God, I thought I was going to swoon and faint, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's that beautiful. He <laughs> yeah. is. His he eyes. doesn't do it for me. Oh, Chris, well, who, he's, he's thinner. Who have you ever met that you were starstruck? You didn't show it at the time, but then afterwards you were starstruck. Give us a guy and, and, and a woman that you were starstruck by. I don't know if I would necessarily use the word starstruck, but I met, and this is maybe a surprising one, but I met um, Andy Garcia when he was in town to promote a movie that he directed at Kieran's. Mm -hmm. And he is 
breathtaking in person. I believe like, you. I've never stood next to a handsomer man. Wow. I totally believe yeah. his skin. And he was in that TV show that we liked that got canceled. Oh, Rebel. He's so good looking. And he, has, and he has that great voice. Yeah, it was just and, the gravelly voice. He's sexy. Yeah. Okay, how about a woman? You know, I think the most, and I guess here, again, I'm going for services, but the most beautiful woman I think I've seen in purpose, person is Julie. Her skin really does seem to glow. Who? Julie? Julianne Moore. Oh. I was on the Big Lebowski uh, press oh. tour, and I happened to be sitting right next to her, and I just kept looking at her skin. <laughs> right. She it's is funny. It's funny what you're taken by when you meet yeah. people. I loved your Julianne Moore story. That it was in the search seven of movies. Yeah, the seven movies or whatever. That was good. Thank you. She was a hard one. I could have done fourteen easy. She really is. Um, you know, Meryl Streep always gets a lot of the. She's in everything, but right? I, Julianne Moore. When you think of how long she, and how long we've known her, and I mean, she goes back to soaps, and she has really interesting taste yeah like she has certainly done big budget movies but she's more likely to be in like three low budget sort of strange offbeat movies every year and they're usually good yeah now okay tell us real quick did you like snake eyes because i we love henry golding he's so handsome and i don't know if that's like a marvel thing or what the snake eyes snake eyes but was was that any good they're downplaying it, but it's a G.I. Joe adjacent thing. Okay, oh, it's a G.I. Joe. Okay. And, and I did kind of like it. Uh, I think the combat in particular is really interesting. It's a lot of uh, different forms of martial arts and people kicking each other in the face. Mm-hmm. And it's, as you said, Henry Golding, who looks spectacular in it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're probably going to fight me on this, but we see the Henry Golden character is a kid in the very first scenes with his dad. And the guy they picked to play his dad, I think is even handsomer than Henry Golden. Really? Oh, all right. All right. Well, we might have to peek at yeah. that then. Okay. We yeah. might have to peek at that. Okay. So we touched on this at the beginning about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. It's war. Um, you know, Disney for releasing the, her movie, um, Black, Black Widow, Widow, the same date that it was going to be released to movie theaters, it was released to streaming. Do you see this is going to just be coming, because there was another story that HBO had paid, and Warner Brothers had paid off their people because they announced like two months ago that they were going to release movies on HBO Max the same time they were going to do it in theaters, and they just took care of the people up front. Do you see more of that happening now? I think so, and it's going to be interesting to see how they attempt to determine you know, if they if it does become a lawsuit, it would be interesting to see how they determine how much a movie would have made if it hadn't been released that way. Because, like, Universal Studios is releasing its movies only in theaters, and they're doing better, but not great, because people, a lot of people, I think, still are not quite ready to go back to the movies, or maybe have gotten out of the habit, which I hope isn't the yeah. case. But... It'll be interesting to see how they, you know, in that same interview where we were talking about Matt Damon said some dumb stuff. He also said, I don't think by the time my kids are adult, movie going is even going to be a thing. Oh, no. is so stupid. Again, Why does he, he say that out loud? loud? He really is just not good at doing interviews. I'm sorry for a Harvard grad. He's a grad. good actor. For a Harvard grad, he's incredibly dense. But going back to Scarlett Johansson and Disney... I mean, at the heart of this, Chris, this is a labor issue. 
um, because it's a much bigger issue than any one person or movie or studio. And Disney, when they had such an uncharacteristically classless response that basically amounted to shut up and sit down. You already get paid twenty million. It was I really couldn't believe that response. And I thought, ah, oh, man, they she's hit a she's hit a nerve because they know that they're in the wrong on the on breach breach of contract. And in a way, it's maybe not surprising on a labor story that they are because they do have sort of a history of not being particularly forward thinking in that score. That's right. Yeah, about 10 years ago, the the phrase that people would say about Disney was uh, to their employees, supposedly they would say, if you don't come in on Saturday, don't bother coming in on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Which is oh, wow. Not oh, yeah. exactly. And, wow. and when they Labor said relations. that she was so callous, I thought, oh, Disney, you have a lot of nerve, the things that you guys did to right. your employees. I mean, the in the question of labor versus management, I, I'm always going to side with labor because management's never on your side. And I think Disney, the way they fired back at her, they know they're in the weak spot. Yeah, I think you're right. And, I mean, they also know that it's going to be a little bit harder to relate to a person who's who did make tens of millions of dollars on the movie. But at the same time, they're in a position to make a lot more. And Disney yeah, Plus is and, apparently a huge success. So. And let's face it, Chris, residuals are being gutted in the streaming era. And for regular gig actors, this does apply. So, yeah. you know, it is something that's well, going to have to be worked out. Chris Hewitt with the Star yeah. Tribune Movie Critic. The movies we talked about, Annette, The Suicide Squad, and Vivo all come out, I believe, August Third or sixth? The sixth? This Friday? This I think Friday. it's the- actually. I think Vivo might start Thursday. Oh, it might start Thursday. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. All Thanks. right. Well, we will be right back. This is my talk one zero seven one.